You're listening to the podcast without a pocket protector. This is Geek This Podcast. Geek This Podcast. I'm David Anderson. And I'm David Butcher. Welcome, David. Hi, David. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, I'm not really David Anderson. My real name is Matt Anderson. And my real name is Daniel Butcher. And we are here helping out during this Geek This Takeover. Yes, we have finally dominated this podcast. Yes. So uh, you can usually find me, Matt Anderson, at thescifichristian.com for the Sci-Fi Christian Podcast. And you can usually find me, Daniel Butcher, at Welcome to Level 7, the unofficial podcast of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe at Welcome to Level 7.com with the 7 all spelled out. And my Disney project is BetweenDisney.com. Yeah, we've gotten to be friends with the Davids uh, through the podcast community, of course, and uh, through Facebook. And so uh, when we found out that they needed some help during this month of March, this takeover, both of us were on board and we actually had a topic in mind already yes we did and we did definitely want to fill in for these guys because did you know that on welcome to level seven that david clements is the first person to come on not once but twice i do i've heard both those episodes and he did a great job he so did i especially liked the recent one where you guys talked about marvel unlimited so yeah, super fun app after we do uh the main topic which will be uh talking about the lego movie in review then we'll tell you some things that we recommend so maybe we'll do a little comic talk at the end you never know um Let's see. Basically, well, here's a little background on us. Daniel and I have been friends since 2009, would you say, or 10? Sounds right. It's been a while. Yeah. And so, uh, long-time friends, both gone to podcasting, um, and uh, because of that, because of our friendship, we decided to go see this movie, the Lego movie, together. Uh, Daniel brought his two kids and his wife. I brought my wife. I had high expectations, but going in, let's just talk not about the movie, but your expectations. What were your expectations? So when I first saw the trailer, my expectations was that looks so stupid. When I first saw the trailer, I thought that looks awesome. But, well, it just didn't click with me at all. But my kids, every time they saw the trailer, they kept saying, that's awesome. We need to go see it, Dad. We need to go see it. And I don't know about your wife, but my wife wanted nothing to do yeah. with this movie. Yeah, my wife was 100% against it, but what won her over is finding out that we could have a night with the butchers, and we always look for times that we could do that. And so when I told her that was the plan, she was on board, uh, but... And, and, and ironically enough, the reason my wife came is because your wife came. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, I think what we should do is just at this opening of the show, let's do spoiler-free, like you do often with Welcome to Level 7, where you're talking about... Uh, Marvel movies or things like that, and and then uh, we can get into the more spoiler-filled part towards the end. Uh, absolutely. So, um, and, I, and I hate to say this, because we do like to be positive. I, I, on both our podcasts, I know we like to be the voices of reason, uh, where we're like, no, this is good. Well, maybe you're a little bit more negative. I was going to say, I'm a little bit more than the <laughs> ben cranky a- one. Ben Avery is the voice of reason. And on my show, I'm the voice of reason, I feel, sometimes. And so, um, I, I do want to just get it out there, though, right away. Unfortunately, neither of us were huge fans of this, but I think that, that there's good. it's good that we can be maybe an alternative voice because almost universally, 
this movie is well liked. We're definitely in the minority. Well, and I was talking to a coworker the other day in the elevator, and I was like going through some of the reasons why I didn't like the Lego movie. And someone who I didn't know who works for my company, who I've never met before, as I got off the elevator, looked at me and said, maybe you've overthought the Lego movie. I mean, maybe, but I mean, it. everyone loves this movie. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, there are some great parts and we'll talk about some of the, our favorite scenes later. But uh, if we're just giving a rundown, here's the deal. There's a character who's voiced by Chris Pratt, who's, who we're going to see in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's a star lord. And we can also see him every week on Parks and Rec. He is Andy. So uh, Chris Pratt voices the character of Emmett, I believe his name is. Yep. And what's Emmett like? Well, Emmett's a construction worker, and he's really interested in, to be honest, being liked and uh, being like everyone else. And so he's trying to follow the directions so that he can have friends and loved ones and be universally liked by whatever the standards are within the Lego world. Yeah, and I'm sure you know this, but this is an animated film, so these characters are the Lego uh, people that you buy uh, usually. Uh, And the CGI is done in a way where it looks like stop motion, even though it's not actual stop motion. They, They did it regular style, and then I think they took out every 24th frame or something like that to make it look the way it did. Which is pretty cool, but um, yeah. And so along the way, we found out that there's this uh, there's this adventure that he has to embark on to try to help out with a a sort of rebellion against uh, people that are trying. President is it President Business? President Business, the the clear bad guy in this movie. Well, and really, in many ways, this movie is a hero's journey story because he's in the ordinary world and he's called to adventure when he's singled out as being the. It's not the chosen one, but it's basically that sort of phrase. Um, and it's that traditional sort of journey, you know. You got to find your your specialness, which apparently is in Emmett hard to find at times, uh, and you know, save the world. Yeah, and let's see. I'm trying to think of what we can say. That's you know, it is hard to talk about it without spoilers. Uh, but if you were to, I guess, if we're just going to give our rating, uh, I mean, again, and I hate to be a negative person towards this movie because so many people like it, but I think I. I'd be hard pressed to give it a strong two <laughs> out of five. A strong two. I mean, no, I, I want to say one and a half, but I'll go with two because there. There's one reason. Uh, the reason this gets a two instead of a one and a half or even a one is because the care the cast of characters is pretty amazing. They they bring in all these people from these different. Um, uh, franchises so batman there's a lego batman who's awesome lego uh, superman superman and green wonder lantern woman. wonder woman uh lego abraham lincoln lego um spaceman just just yeah, generic from the space 80s yeah. yeah uh who lord of the rings characters and th- th- let's not surprise my favorite one not not until the spoiler oh okay okay, okay. Uh, there, and so there's uh, that i really like the cast of characters that show up in this well, and, and I do think that there's a lot of potential in this movie, but if you were to draw a line and to put on one side of the line the word genius and on the other side of the line put stupidity, well, it, it straddled that line and it landed in stupidity. Yeah, and, but but with that being said, we're both grown men. Uh, your kids loved it. My My kids are running around the house constantly singing. Everything is awesome. Like every day I hear everything is awesome four to five times a day. We had to buy the soundtrack because they're excited about everything is <laughs> I, awesome. I and, sing that song. And the Batman song, which is very, very dark. Um, yeah. Th- but my kids, they for the, for the longest time, they were singing Let It Go from Frozen over and over again. Uh-huh. And now it is 
let it go and everything is awesome and whatever new version of everything is awesome that they've made up hmm, i think that's true the the soundtrack from this uh movie is pretty good it is pretty awesome yeah um what else can we say without spoiling other than we don't recommend it but kids will like it and almost every other person we know has said good things about it. i mean when i mentioned on my podcast that i didn't like it i had you know, other adults write in and say, I think I misheard you. This movie was amazing. What's wrong with you? And so, again, I feel like I, we almost have to be in the spoiler section to really go into depth about what we don't like. See, here's a question I have for you, Matt. When you were growing up, did you play with Legos? I did extensively. Now, when you played with Legos, did you play with Lego sets where you could make things no. and minifigs and that N- sort of thing? No, they, I don't think those sets like you see nowadays existed. I remember just building a lot of uh, enterprises and, and making using the characters myself. Like I'm, I didn't have a Star Trek set. I just pretended like I was making the Enterprise. Well, and I grew up, I had green blocks and red blocks and they made houses. I mean, that was pretty much the sets from when I was a kid. And I think maybe some folks are wondering if I'm missing out because of the fact that, well, I just didn't have all these sets and I didn't mm-hmm. have a dragon set and a Unikitty set and, you know, a Wait, Unikitty set. is a real thing? I don't know. Okay. It, she has to be by now, don't you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the merchandising for this is going to be amazing. So here's my story. After we saw it, the weekend after we saw it, I went and visited family out of state mm-hmm. and I stopped at five McDonald's between home and... And when I arrived there, all looking for the Batman Lego cup. Okay. Were you successful? Uh, no. But the next day, when I was at my family function, my brother-in-law walked in with three Happy Meals, and he had Batman Lego cups, nice. and he just gave them to my son. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to play a little music and get us to our next section, which will be spoilers. So, again, we don't recommend it, but we can't say you shouldn't see it because so many people really, truly love this movie. Um, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and head over to the spoiler section. Wait, before I go to the spoilers, sorry, Daniel, I just remembered one other thing I wanted to say. So just along the same lines of how everybody's loving it, except for us, uh, it, it just had recent, I think it had the first three weeks in a row. It was number one crushing the competition. Uh, so, I mean, that's good for longevity purposes. The sequel has already been announced to come out May 26th, 2017. (laughs) <laughs> which is i mean they know the exact date and, and before that you know much like you probably heard a little bit about this but when the star wars movies come out they're going to do episode 7 in 2015 and then the next year 2016 they'll have a, a standalone star wars movie and then the next year after that they'll have episode 8 and the standalone you know about this yes but, uh and same thing with uh spider-man now the spider-man franchise announced they're going to have uh in 2016 they'll have spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 3 and then 2017 some sort of superior foes uh, yeah maybe it'll be like sinister six sinister six or venom some other something else in the spider-man universe and then come back for amazing four so basically they're saying every year we're gonna have something happening well this is not exactly what lego has announced per <laughs> precisely but they did announce that they're gonna have a standalone movie but between lego the lego movie sequel and the one that we just is it saw Batman? no it's called Le- lego ninjago Oh, it's oh. like a ninja Lego. Whoa, that's uh, that's in the same universe. I guess so. It says Jago is is like a Saturday. It's like a kids show. Yeah, they're they're saying that that movie is going to be coming out before 2017. And they're and they're saying that's part of the same universe. Well, I'm not certain it's part of the same universe. They're just announcing it 
uh, with you know similar news. I'm huh. just I'm clicking. Sorry for that beeping. I'm clicking here to try to find uh, confirmation, but I do know that that is uh, that's coming too. So thoughts on that? You, I mean, does well, your son like well, that? My, my son enjoys the Ninjago stuff, maybe a little too much. Um, I've tried to ignore it whenever it's on in my house. I just have a hard time seeing that as being the same thing as the Lego movie. Yeah, and so. Um, it's kind of interesting. So uh, you know what's really kind of humorous is the fact that I'm debating Lego canon here. <laughs> exactly, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Do the video know. games really align with the Lego movie? Because I'll be honest, I'm good with some of the video games. You know, the so is the Batman in Batman the Le- in the Lego movie the same as Batman Lego the video game? You know, I can't is it the same Batman. Are I can't they, answer are that they question. Both dark. Yeah, I can't answer that question, but I am wondering why. Do we have the Justice League characters here? And even though there are Marvel Lego movies out there, we don't have any of the Avengers. Is it because Warner Brothers has a conspiracy it against is, the Avengers? Is. But And think about this. Chris Pratt, when he, oh, yeah. he'll he be the only one to have acted with both the Justice League and the Avengers by the, the time he's done in the MCU. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, let's move now to spoilers. Here's some music. Spoilers, Daniel. Oh, man. Here we go. All right. So should we start with the song of the oppressed? That's the song it. of slavery? Now, you brought this up to me. We sat right by each other in the movie theater. And the song of conformity? Yeah. I thought It's weird. The song, everything is awesome. That is very catchy and really great. You it, were right. It, it's the song that the bad guy is using to uh, brainwash and in a lot of ways enslave. Enslave, enslave is en- the perfect enslave word for Enslave the, the uh, extras and the heroes and uh, you know all the people that are living in these cities because they want... Um, it's weird too because even the words everything is awesome, they're not bad. Everything is awesome. Everything is it's great cool. when you're part cool. of a team. Is it cool or I great? Think it's probably cool. Cool when you're part of a team. So we like teams. Everything is awesome when you're living in a dream. Something like that. And so, yeah, you'd think teamwork is great. What's But... So there's some mixed messages because you get you have the main villain um, enslaving people with a song about how teamwork is good. Well, and even at the end, Wild Style, who is the voice of reason and saying, you know, mm-hmm. that sli- that song is just stupid mm-hmm. because it's being used, you know, to hold you down. Basically, yeah. she even admits at the end that it's a catchy tune. It is catchy. No, I can't stop singing this. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It remind it reminds me of it, you know institutions in the past have been used to enslave people. Uh, and I think about, to be honest, there's times within um, American history where uh, religion, for example, and, and gospel songs have been used to enslave African Americans during the, you know, not enslave, but to help keep them happy mm-hmm. within the institution of slavery. <laughs> and really, in many ways, I feel like uh, Everything is Awesome is a slave song. Yeah, it's it's weird how the song is used um but okay there's that the okay here's the the thing in the movie that and hopefully at this point you've seen the movie i played the spoiler music so uh the thing in the movie that really turned for me is i could kind of tell early on that at some point this lego character was going to go to the real world and we talked about this before D- did you see that coming no i did not see that coming. so when all. he was falling through the tunnel i knew exactly where the story was going but i wasn't and at first I thought okay this could be okay uh, but there's even some contradictions in that because you kind of feel like, okay, his dad now represents the main villain and his son sort of represents maybe Emmett and just the the heroes. Um, but then there is a scene where Emmett moves himself off the table. When his, yeah, and he shouldn't be able to. No, he shouldn't be able to. This should all be in the, the son's mind because that's what I think we're being told. But more than that, the story with the, with the dad and the son, 
was so cheesy. Well, did a, you like that part? A, it made me felt as if I don't play with my son enough. I mean, I don't glue my Legos together by any means. And I do pay attention to my children. Yeah. But it made you feel like if you're an adult and you're not spending enough time with your kids, you're horrible. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I don't know. And, I, and I, really, I didn't need to go to a family movie to get the message that I'm a horrible father, even though, by the way, I'm not a horrible father. No, you're not at all. And, I, you know, I was kind of expecting this to be an adventurous kind of, you know, strange movie in this Lego universe, which I, which I liked. I didn't like the revelation that this was all just in a kid's mind. Well, and the thing that I didn't like about that is that meant everything that Wildstyle and Emmett was doing um, in the Lego world. To be honest, that none of those actions can solve the problem. Exactly. It, yeah, the the way to keep the crackle, um, the craggle, the craggle yeah. from from gluing everyone together. You can't do anything in the Lego world to stop that happening, even though they're quote unquote fighting. And as you point out, you know, even when they're fighting the super glue, they're really doing it in the boy's imagination. Mm-hmm. The only way that this can be resolved is if the father and the son have a relationship breakthrough. Emmett can do nothing. Wildstyle can do nothing. Batman, for heaven's sakes, who is Batman, cannot do anything to mm-hmm. resolve this story on a fundamental level. It has to happen in our world between a son and a father. Exactly, exactly. Um, I do want to, I forgot, but uh, now that we're in the spoiler section, let's talk about all the, the side characters. I mean, it was crazy. We, we mentioned some of the superheroes, but we didn't mention the Flash. Uh, we didn't mention the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we had William Shakespeare. There was some random panda. Um, Unikitty. Oh, and then the best one. The very best. My favorite moment of the entire movie. It, so, is, it is the best moment if you're if we're going in the same place. Yeah. Well, I hope we are because uh, it's Batman and Emmett and all of a sudden pulls up the Millennium Falcon. Woo-hoo! And we've got Han Solo, Chewbacca, Lando. Caller Senior. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lando. <laughs> and... Uh, and they have a great interaction, and Batman joins them. Oh, that was so great! And, I mean, and wouldn't if you were Batman, wouldn't you join them? Absolutely. I mean, three fun-loving guys, and you're like, "Hey, you need a fourth? Let's go hit the cantina." Hey, you know who else I kind of liked? Bad cop, good cop, with Liam Neeson. I love Liam Neeson. Um, I thought that was a great character as well. Uh, ugh. My problem with Liam Neeson doing a voice here is um, I don't remember the name of the show, but there's a a British show. That is about Warwick Davis, and it, it's got Ricky Gervais in it. And there's like uh, people come on this show and, and will sometimes talk to Ricky. Is it I, extras? No, it's not extras. It's after extras. Okay. It's, it focuses on Warwick Davis specifically. But they'll like come to the Gervais mer- merchant office and they'll mm-hmm. be like, we want to learn about comedy. We want to do this. And and Liam Neeson has uh, an episode where he shows up. Oh, and, yeah. And That's it funny. Go, it, it's funny. But I mean, when you listen to his voice as, as bad cop, all I can picture is him sitting at that table going, what's so funny? I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that exact scene. Uh, but I'm sure it is pretty funny. <laughs> so good, good reference there, Daniel. But I don't know exactly what you're talking about. No, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, what about the ghost scene? Morgan Freeman's character turns into a ghost. I understand what they were doing. I think they're... they were trying to be funny, but it was so weird at that point. Yeah. Um. Again, I think they were trying to be creative and artistic, but it comes off really, really cheesy. Um. Uh, okay. Talk about what is there anything else that you really didn't like? Like I think as we're kind of closing in towards the end of this this review of the Lego Movie, uh, my main just to be clear, my main problem was that it was based in the real world, 
and I didn't feel like that's where the movie should have gone. Uh, and just nonstop. I mean, some parts were really funny, and then some parts were just over the line. It went past funny and to uh, this is stupid, and I feel dumb for convincing every, my wife to come. Every adult in our group was looking at each other, grimacing. And like making faces yeah. and and jokes and, and we got to the point where we were talking through it mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that the people sitting directly in front of us were not appreciating that. Yeah, you do have to wonder if that's part of it because I've had some good experiences movie in movies that people didn't like as much because the group I was with uh, was the right mix for that movie and in this one, um, nothing against you or you know the other people we were with, but maybe because we all were sort of united in this is kind of dumb, it made the experience less good. Yeah, it was not a good, not a good evening. I'm very. Oh, there was a lot of logistics for us even getting to the movie theater, okay. and I'm glad. I'm glad that we did not pay the. I think at one point we we're looking at like eighty bucks for the for the group to I'm go. Glad we found a cheaper theater. Yeah, <laughs> much much. And, and here's the really sad thing: I'll own the Lego movie. It will be in my house because the kids like it that. Because much. the kids like it that. You much. know, and I do. Even with this being said, that we that I didn't like it. I mean. So many people like it. I can't not recommend it. There are some funny scenes. I just personally didn't love it. But so many people like it. I guess you should go out there and, and see it. Just I, remember, I, everything is awesome. It's the song of the enslaved. Yeah. At this point, we're in the spoiler section, so hopefully you have seen it. But uh, I guess that'd be my message to people. I think it, it must be a movie that you should see and make up your own mind and see if you like it. I, it personally wasn't for me. So two. Daniel, what do you give it out of five? I would give it a one and a half to a two. Oh, I'll give it a weak two if you give it a strong two. Okay. That sounds good. All right, well, uh, I oh, you know, we should move now into the section I forgot. I, I almost was going to go to the end of the whole episode, but we uh, I have some notes here from the Davids, and they like us to give our recommendations. And so both of us are comic readers, and I think that the listeners to Geek This also like comics. So go ahead. What are you reading right now? So what I'm reading right now, what's on my bedstand right at this moment is Archer and Armstrong, Volume 3. Okay, now this is a valiant it's a valiant comic my co-host ben avery at welcome to level seven has turned me on to these uh the valiant titles so i've read xo which was i immediately referred it to uxo man of war and said you, mm-hmm. you need to read this i haven't read it yet but i do have it from the library yeah and your your uh, your question was is why do i want to read this and basically i said visigoth in a suit of uh technologically advanced armor do you need to know more than that and I said, no, I trust you. Yeah, it's fantastic. Archer and Armstrong is a very different book. It is the story of a young man who was raised by a fundamentalist religion. And I'll just leave it there because I want Matt to discover exactly where he was raised. Mm-hmm. Who is been turned into a warrior. And his quest was to uh, kill the undying one, basically. Who is Armstrong. Who is a... Uh, uh, goes back to Ur and has lived a th- thousands and thousands of years, and you find out why he he's done that. But he is a, a gentleman who enjoys the more hedonistic side of life, where Archer is very, very straight and structured and disciplined. And it's basically the interactions between the two. The dialogue in Volume 1 is so good and so great. They are such contrasting personalities. It is a f- super fun book to read but along with being fun there's a lot of lines in there that once you read it and begin to think about it they're like, they make you go hmm oh, that's good uh what about i know you're an aquaman fan where are, you, where are you at with aquaman books right now? are you still picking them up every month i'm still picking them up every month with the parker run um the parker run in my mind uh ben avery's gonna hear this and he's gonna go i told you so mm. it's not as good as the jeff johns run um <coughs> but it, it's doing all right part of my problem is that i just can't quit it yeah 
and I'm hoping soon. I mean, maybe we'll get on land a little bit more. He did just have his high school reunion in the last issue, so. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> it, you know, it it makes some sense. Not as good as uh, the the Aquaman family uh, vacation on Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. but you know, I was reading a lot of Aquaman uh, when it first started, and I haven't been following it lately. But what I'm excited about is coming up in April, the Aquaman and the Others title. It's first. I mean, I've never known a time where Aquaman had two titles happening at the same time, and now he gets his own super team. Well, and I really enjoyed the Others arc. That's probably been my favorite. The Others are a team of friends that he had from the before he worked with the before Justice League. Before he worked for the Justice League. And, and for example, one of the characters that I really love is this gentleman called the Operative, who's basically the world's most super, super spy. He knows everyone's secrets and works for every side. And you find out once he takes off his mask, he's not who you think he mm-hmm. is. Um, the others is uh, volume two of Aquaman written by Jeff Johns. Uh, fantastic arc, great series, a lot of character development, a lot of tension. You see black mana in that story. Mm-hmm. Now, since then they've done test bubbles. Um, they had a, a, basically a pickup issue where the artist for Aquaman, um, wasn't making deadlines. So John Ostrander, who I love Josh An- Ostrander's work from when I was a kid, I loved his Manhunter run. I loved uh, Star Wars Agent of the Empire that he did for Dark Horse. Um, and by the way, when I say Manhunter, I'm not talking Mar- Marchant Manhunter. I'm talking Mark Shaw, the Manhunter. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've loved what Ostrander did. He, he did this pickup issue that was in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've also done uh, Aquaman Annual Number One was another story with Aquaman in it. Uh, also written by Ostrander. They were good. They weren't as good as that that first arc. I'm hoping uh, that this, who Ostrander's not writing Aquaman and the others, I'm hoping it's good and it's solid. But as you've you already have heard me say, I'm probably going to pick up issue number one, and then I'll just probably pick up the trades, which sadly means it'll take me about 18 months before. Yeah, I can exactly. Catch up. Uh, I've been, from when it comes to Marvel, I've been following, and I want to hear your Marvel story as well. Uh, I've been following um, all new X Men, and finally getting caught up on that for the first time. I am a little bit behind, so I'm not all the way caught up. Uh, I've been following the Superior Spider-Man, which I actually had uh, both the Davids from Geek This on my podcast, and we talked a lot about uh, Superior Spider-Man. I'm sort of sad that that's ending, but I'll stick with it and see where it goes with the new run of Amazing. Well, I had read Volume Three right before you had recorded mm-hmm. with the Davids, and that was a real highlight issue for me. Mm-hmm. A highlight volume. They were doing some stuff with Spider-Man you just couldn't have done with Peter Parker. Yeah, I know. With uh, with henchmen and, and gadgets. I know. It's amazing to see Spider-Man with henchmen, and it made sense. Yeah, it made perfect sense. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest. When you get into Volume 4, that kind of felt as... Uh, it, it was hitting bottom there. Yeah. And, and after Volume 4, I, I, I'm okay with us moving back to Peter Parker. Yeah, I can but, see that. But again, Volume 5, which I, I hope will finally basically catch up to what I see as being the finale... Not the finale, but the cliffhanger of Volume 3. Maybe that'll change my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then for old time stuff that I picked up, you know, old time, not that long ago, but things I'm picking up from the library that aren't current, but I, I just picked up ultimate fantastic four volume one and I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I can see that again, those early volumes of ultimate fantastic four. Yeah. They really do work because you're, they're characters, you know, but it, it's very different ways. I'll say by the time you get to the end of that Ultimate Fantastic Four run, Not as good. and some of the things that they do afterwards, you may be a little disappointed. Yeah, because they, they de-aged the characters. They had them get their powers in a new way in this first volume. 
Um, I liked where they're going with it. You know, it, it made me really want to read uh, Jonathan Hickman's run in the 616 universe, which I heard was really good. Oh, speaking of Jonathan Hickman, I've been picking up Avengers and new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is great, too. Jonathan Hickman, I, he's a, a writer who I haven't read a lot of, but everything I read of him, I love. What, what's your experience has been like with him? I, I find those, those things okay. I tend to be more of an X-Men guy than an Avenger guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm more excited in things like... Uh, Woods X Men and Bendis's all new X Men. I mean, all new X Men is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Anything else from Marvel as we wrap up here? Uh, hey, Deadpool's getting married. Maybe I'll come back. Okay, that sounds good. You know, I'm not a Deadpool fan, but I know that you and David are. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll be listening and find out more about it. <laughs> you don't seem very excited about. Uh, I'm, I'm super pumped about this wedding. Are you really? For are you honest? Dun, 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 dun. I I wonder who he's marrying. You still don't know? I think I do. I actually read online, so I do know. I don't want to spoil it. I won't spoil it. All right. All right. Well, Daniel, we got to be on Geek This. Woo-hoo. Uh, you know, again, thanks so much to David this was and David. Just a hot mess of a night. <laughs> thanks, David and David, for letting us on here. This is a lot of fun. David Clements and David Hunt. You oh. can check us out on Facebook. Their voices are Facebook.com slash Geek This Podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Geek This Podcast. Leave us a voicemail and give us feedback by calling 765-416-3651 and be sure to subscribe at geekthispodcast.com slash iTunes. For previous episodes, be sure to check out geekthispodcast.com. Well, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. And I'm Daniel Butcher. And we are signing off. <laughs>